This following episode contains spoilers for the film or films being discussed. You have been warned. remember the big moments in the movies we see, the big set pieces, the famous dialogue, the twists, the naked times. But film is an entity made up of hundreds of little moments that either make them special or relegate them to obscurity. We are here to talk about those moments. Welcome to Movie Microscope. Kick it, Movie Microscope. Today's episode is Bert. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Latest Movie Microscope. My name is Nick Nunziani, and I'm your gracious host. Alongside me, the panelistic man, animalistic man, completely Chancellor Valorum man, just walking around upside down with coat on, coat out, coat off, coat of Monday, coat of arms. The king himself, Justin Wendell, how's it going? Oh, man, I appreciate that intro. Um, it's going okay. A little rough out there. A little rough this week. How about yourself? Fine. What, what do you mean rough out there? It's just, you know, lots of work to do. Just trying to find some space to chill. Yeah, of course. It's just rough out there in general, you know? It's rough, It's hard out here for a pimp, man. It's tough. Lots of stuff going on. But uh, all good, I think. No? (laughs) Read the news? I try not to. I do, but I try not to because it just sickens. Yeah, but you know what we got to do is dive into movies, you know? Instead of, you know, paying attention to the news, just turn the TV on. Watch a show. There's disease, distorted eyes. Yeah. (sighs) Have you been catching up on any of the entertainments lately? Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm. In, I'm in City on a Hill. I'm, I'm experiencing right now. It's a Kevin Bacon joint. It's second season, right? It's in its third. It's in its third season. Kevin Bacon is a series regular. He's leading a show that's not the following on Showtime. Is it? It's on Showtime, and it also has mm-hmm. Aldous Hodge. Who's Who's that? I can't remember. He's He's playing Hawkman in the, in the uh, If It Comes Out, Black Adam, and it's you know it's from it's from the some of the minds behind the wire slash homicide slash Brent Affleck oh. and Matt Damon. Oh, okay, so all your you love you love all those people and so that's... it's if you were to take the town mm-hmm. and add a cop component to it, like it's it's the town via the homicide. You messed up. You could side. say if you were to take the town and add a slice of bacon. You know what I'm saying? It would have been <laughs> pretty good. Is it a slice of bacon? Is that the? They got the best to play his wife. Aldous Hodge? They got the best to play Bacon's wife. Who? Give me a hint. Legendary ho- legendary television actress. Never boring, never bland. Uh-oh, yeah. Initials J.H. J.H. Jessica Hastain? <laughs> Tip your goblet for old Hennessy, baby. Jill Hennessy in this? Yeah, we got her. We got her. I forgot what she's been. She's still a working actress. I I kind of forgot about Jill Hennessy. How was her COVID? Do you think? I guess she's finished Crossing Jordan, right? Is that is that her big show? Right. I thought yeah. it was. It's fine. It's fine. Why are you watching it? Just because you like the pedigree? Showtime's free at hotels, and mm-hmm. I know what you're doing on the on the on the hotel channels. I know what you're 
you watch it in the free preview of the, the adult programming. Those don't exist anymore, dogs. Don't lie. I know we talked about this before, but are they, have they made a comeback? I'm sure that, I'm sure there's plenty of places that do have it, but Marriott has uh, said, uh-uh, Dade, if you want it, you'll go find it free on one of the streaming <laughs> services you can log into. <laughs> so you stay so, exclusively at Marriott's, huh? Yeah. You ever um, run into, like, a Jill Hennessy? You ever interview her, had the chance? No. I know you've you've interviewed so many. What about Jill, Jill Hennessy? No, it's a shame too because uh, she's right up my alley. You know, she blows mm-hmm. me away. Bacon's wife, huh? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, Bacon. I, I like I said, I was a big fan of that show, The Following, because it was it was such a bad show. I couldn't help watch it, but watch it. I didn't. I didn't make it really past the first season, but it was incredible. Kevin Bacon survived unscathed from that show, and he was awful in it. <laughs> His character was the worst. <laughs> incredible alcoholic cop everything bad happened to him on that show he has a speech like in the first season where like he's like this huge woe is me cop got confronted by the serial killer in that show early on and has like a wounded heart he's always had these medical problems anyway you find out that his brother was killed in 9-11 like after all this stuff you hear about him he drops that incredible it's just the biggest woe is me character he he goes in a different direction with this he plays an alcoholic cop Kevin Bacon looks young though. I mean, that's the thing. He's got good genes. My man's in his sixties. He's looking, he's looking pretty sprightly. Sedgwick's a fountain of youth. Everybody think says so? it. Think yeah. it's her? I think she's a, a bit younger than him. But I think Reach older. Me, her 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 role in Reach Me aged her up. They caught up. <laughs> hey, no more sharks. We did all the shark movies. We're out. We're done. It makes me sad. It makes me sad. Think we'll ever dip a toe back into the panicked waters, the shark-infested waters of filmdom again? Well, I mean, just do it using just some basic math. Yes, because we're doing every film. We're doing all the films. That's correct. I wish I got mad. I, cr- I cried uncle the other day. I looked uh, at the new releases on iTunes. There's too many movies. You know, not iTunes yeah. anymore. Was it just Apple movies now? Too many guys. We we're supposed to do them all, but stop releasing so many. Well, I'm just glad that they came up with the perfect title for that Bruce Willis Kevin Dillon movie. Huge name, like the the most. I can't believe Hollywood hasn't used this name before. What's the What's the name? Wire Room. <laughs> Action thriller called Wire Room. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, you know that's one good thing about Bruce Willis. You know, retiring is at least he got to act with Kevin Dillon right before he called it quits. You know, he's got plenty more coming. I think the sympathy vote may have come in a little early with old Bruce. What do you mean? Uh, people got all forgiven, you know, like, give him a break, he's sick. Yeah. Fuck him. Oh, come on. Poor, yeah, Fuck he was, him. He's having yeah. trouble on this set. He's having trouble memorizing lines and stuff. He was H- having trouble not reading the script is what he's having. I mean, I know he's got an illness for sure. Mm-hmm. You can't blame every everything on it. You think his last good movie was The Prince? <laughs> his last great movie was. I saw Jason Are you Patrick excited? in a trailer today, Nick. Looked like For? someone. It's a movie where it looked like someone like decided like, hey, let's make a movie next week. And Patrick's like overheard it at Starbucks. He's like, excuse me, I'm an actor. I can maybe pop me in here. You know. 
I can't remember what it's called. It's called. It's got this crazy. It's a, like a. Yeah, it's crazy. It's got Anson Mount in it. I'm starting oh to come back God. to me. It's like a movie set like in the 50s, like science thriller. It's got the worst title. It's called like um, MK Ultra. That's the title. You're, you're, you are not losing me. Um, you're finding me right now. I think it's like there's a band called that too. Hold on, MK Ultra, IMDb, Anson Mount with a gun on the poster, Jason Patrick on the poster, you know, tie on the name on the poster. Yeah, it's got um those are the two names in it, looks like. Oh, you know who else is in that though? Who? Playing Senator Mathis. Let me guess. Cotton- Ma- yeah, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. You know, you already started. Cotton Yancey. Who? In this. Cotton Yancey. I'm not familiar. Well, I'm not either, but come on, that's quite a name. Yeah. I like how I tried to guess. <laughs> <laughs> Let me traipse across Cotton Yancey's IMDb profile page. He's got a lot of movies, man. He's he's filmed about 50 movies in five years. Caught the acting bug late 2014. He's a white-haired beauty. I think uh, Wesley Snipes got caught on Yancey, and they had to get some counseling for the the bride. Drop zone intrigue. What are you drinking? I don't recognize the label. It's called. It's a uh, new sparkling beverage called origin you went to the you get you always try the new huh yeah they taste identical to everyone they all taste exactly identical mm-hmm. every one of these sparkling things tastes identical to one another but you still get the new ones hoping for a new taste or something what yeah flavor I, is I, that? I, I, it's like a berry mixture sparkling berries i like the can i always buy whichever one's on sale at any given time because you can get bill, bill Hader endorsed you can you can get good. a you get a six pack for 3.99 I don't get why it's endorsed by him. Say that. What flavor is it again? Sparkling berry. Isn't that, isn't that a good joke? Is that what you're saying? Is that, How dare you imply? That's not worth saying. I, I agree. Barry. His name's Barry on the show. I know. His it's name is just... so... <laughs> you don't like that show. You don't watch it. I did. I've seen the whole thing. Oh, I thought you didn't like it. No, I caught up. I gave it a shot. I caught up. I watched the whole thing. Are you I, excited uh, that... Um, standing ben on the Kings- beach at the end. Ben Kingsley's back. As that character from Iron Man three, I don't. Did you read about this? In Barry? No, I'm just. I just made the jump to another B name. No, I didn't know about it. Who's he? Ben Kingsley's back as the grifter actor, whatever. I don't know. What, I just saw the headline. In what show? Armor Wars. What's that? That's the Iron. There's Armor Wars, and then there's Ironheart. Those are the two Iron Man related Disney Plus shows. Right. I didn't even hear of any of. The, I, I've heard of Ironheart. That's the one that Alden Ehrenreich's in, maybe. Okay, and they show the girl who's the lead in the Wonder Man in the Wonder Man series. Oh, I like Wonder Man, mm-hmm. the character at least. It's going to be a Trevor Slattery. Uh, you almost got away with changing the subject from your Barry joke. Yeah, I know. Now, it's I did pretty watch good the, though. It's a it's an okay show. I like it. It's got moments. But, oh, there was rumors. The bald, the bald the bald guy grew on me. Remember, I didn't like him originally. He's good. Okay, um, tell me the rumors. Bill Hader's packing heat. Did you hear about oh. this? <laughs> Yeah, he's he got a big a, dick. Yeah, he's a, he's a huge well, one. I mean, Hollywood that's incredible. Yeah, I'm thrilled. Like I'm about to turn fifty, and I'm like, you know what? I think your brain just starts to fill up, and you know, it's getting to the point where maybe after a certain age, you can't put more stuff in it. I'm glad that one snuck in. You know, I'm glad I got that piece of information. Oh, he's hung. Got yeah. a long one. Great. Good to know. You know what I wish is mm-hmm. that you'd hear about the guys who have small ones too. Well, I think we can assume. I don't know. I think if you have a a gigantic one the word gets out because you put the word out probably i know but to me it's i think it's more endearing if it becomes public knowledge you know that maybe Mm -hmm. you know paul rudd's got a microcock (laughs) well 
And I think it would be good because he's so lovable. Everybody loves mm-hmm. him. Micro penis. Did you rename it? I just said micro. Co- I mean, don't matter. I've never heard. I've never heard someone call it micro cock. I've heard micro penis. Okay, for, well, I didn't know. Okay, so, so if he did though, I think people would be thrilled because he's mm-hmm. nobody doesn't love that guy. He's funny, self-effacing, mm-hmm. ageless. He's packing, you know, lukewarm. You know, well, my cares? friend like my friend had a. Uh, Knew someone in college, and then he would constantly look for reasons to drop trial to show show off his gifts, you know. And you know, I think you know everybody else standing around just to just keep their pants on for many reasons. One of them being that you know there's nothing to debut. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm a small heart. <laughs> it's super big when it's you know, and then it's just disappears. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like a confession. I just I don't mean to talk about it so much. I just it's ten inches flaccid and half an inch hard. <laughs> it's a tough visit to the doctor. Something's wrong here. Turtles up. No, it's it's personal. It's not everything. I don't think I don't want to know about anybody's heat. It still gets. It still worms your way into the into the ear canals. You know, like. All of a sudden, you're minding your own business, and you find out that Bill Hader's directing well, Harry episodes that's what, that, is the huge hog. That's know? what I get for watching MSNBC. The gigantic. <laughs> it's gigantic on the ticker tape on the bottom of the screen. <laughs> he got it got revealed by an ex girlfriend of his, Rachel Bilson, I think. She's spilling tea on him, but spilling D, if you feel me. <laughs> They're like, Rachel, can you limp over to the microphone and tell us what's up? She was mis- she's missing the limping apparently. That's why she's talking about it. Doesn't matter. Bill Hader, God bless you. God blessed you, and um, <laughs> have a nice night. You know, have a good week. He's currently filming um, new episodes of Barry uh, and endorsing yeah. your origin sparkling <laughs> Barry drink. She's nice of him. Yeah. And also peeing from a distance at the urinal. <laughs> yes, guys, let's not beat around the proverb. It's movie microscope. The show we zoom in. We call the sweatshop from the landline. <laughs> we wrap the cords clockwise around our beans. Make a vampire bat out of felt. Make a drink felt blood. We soundproof the antechamber. Wet a whistle on the government tit. Rotate the grunions. Smoke the onions. Spill the beans in our jeans. <laughs> Forge ourselves a handy killing knife. Send an unassisted bulldog into space. Mark out the perimeters with our good old dick. <laughs> Watch a film through viscous stovepipe strip search eyes. Baphomet's twisted eyes keying the locks and unlocking the keys. See what makes breaks deep in the fire. Share with likes you the, the listener. So if we're talking about drowning Mona. We're talking about the scene where somebody sneaks some water wings onto Mona. Pisses off all of her friends and family. Talk about them little moments. Tiny ones. You remember that movie? I do, sort of. Let me think about who's in it. Drowning Mona. Getting a flash. I remember I did a screening of it. Michael Doug? No. Damn it. Uh, Bette Midler. Oh, I don't remember it. She's Mona. Okay. Danny D. Danny D? Danny DeVito. And some some Hollywood, no, there was some Hollywood superstars. And and were they plotting to kill Bette Midler? Yeah, and I think she does get killed, and then it's a, they're trying to figure out, or they're trying to all cover it up or whatever. I don't remember. 21 years old, or no, I'm sorry, 22 years old, drowning Mona. Got Jamie Lee Kurt in there. That's Nef- yeah. Nev Campbell's in it. Holy shit! Casey there's somebody Affleck. else. That, Casey App. That's it. 
But he doesn't. He's different in that. There's something about him because this was before he was Casey Affleck. Well, Farrell in this. He's like a sex symbol or something in it. Was I? Why was it a Michael Douglas movie? I'm thinking of that has something to do with like a pool or something. We used to make fun of that movie. It might not even be him. Does Michael Douglas still working? Is he still? He. I know he did that TV show for a while. Kaminsky Method. Yeah, you watched it. Can't wait till the new season. And didn't he and Alan Arkin hate each other or something? One night at McCool's. I guess I was thinking of that for some reason. That was a rough one. Yeah. That was a rough one. I think he plays a hitman in that, which is a, a tough. Got a good cast. Can't wait to do that one. Matt Dillon in this and Paul Reiser, Richard Jenkins, John Goodman, Liv Tyler. Man, it's a big cast. Leo Rossi? Paul Reiser's in Barry, right? No. What, am I, what like, am I watching him in where he's like a really vulgar, like he's yeah, he plays, maybe uh, Hollywood. Oh, was what is he in that? It? I thought it was Barry. No, it's um The Boys. Okay, that's right. He's actually he's in a lot lately. It's kind of Paul Reiser's risen from the ashes, like he is back, and he's good. He's a welcome presence and stuff. Enjoy him, Burke forever, Burke to me. That's one of the best Rod Stewart songs. <laughs> forever birth, Nick. Oh my God, to yeah. Me. We finally did it. Got got birth out of the way. Yeah, man. Two thousand four's birth. Had you ever seen it? No, but we have joked about it since day one. Mm-hmm. I know, and I kind of forgot that we used to joke about it so much. Why do we joke about it so much? Because it's remember? called Birth. It's called Birth. And because, and because Cameron Bright, for a brief glimmer in history, was sort of a burgeoning it character. He was, he was ubiquitous. He was in so much. And then Netflix did that, that biopic of him, and he kind of disappeared. He was in Under... Was like, he in Underworld? Mercury Rising? Why? Okay, so he and we know he was in Running Scared. That's I 100% know he's in that. But wasn't he in Wimmer's one of Wimmer's movies? Or is that maybe? Movies? Maybe was he in Equilibrium? Don't think so. I think he was in Mercury Rising. Okay, that's a Bruce Willis film, right? Or was he in The Kid? That no. Bruce Willis film? No, no, The Kid is Spencer Breslin or something. <laughs> I fucking know. I bet I know it. That's so sad. He's in Thank You for Smoking. He's in the Twilight movies for a minute. Let me see. That was before, though. Ultraviolet. I was right. He was in Ultraviolet. Although that's I called awful. it what I called Underworld. I meant that's Ultraviolet. That's an awful movie. It's in Godsend. Butterfly <laughs> Effect. But really, we kind of knew him for two things. We knew him from Running Scared, where he was kind of the star of that film. Is he in Mercury um, Rising, or am I drunk? You're drunk. It's too, it's too, he's too young for Mercury Rising, I believe. God damn it. That might be your boy. It's not. It's actually not him. I was thinking of uh, AI Kid. Don't ever say that. Oh, Miko Hughes. Miko Hughes in this. (laughs) Isn't he your boy? That's Gage. Gage Creed in this. Wow. (laughs) Cameron Bright had a a run. Yeah, and I looked him up on Twitter. He's uh, slinging NFTs. And he's also into, what, Bitcoin and shit? I mean, it's the same thing, I think. I think it's him. He's... uh, It is. I looked him up, too. He's a huge whirl of shit. <laughs> I think he's pretty young still. He has not yet hurled a little into his 30s quite yet. I think he's still a late 20s actor, and he is slinging that crypto, you know? Good luck. And he's also old enough now to legally be married to Nicole Kidman's character. Yeah, he can. Fucking birth. Well, first of all, I mean, the name's birth. Yeah, it was originally titled Before Birth, and they, the one of the writers slashed Before. So let's call this movie Birth. Why did they call it Birth? <laughs> I do not know, Nick. There's a birth in it. It's true. 
I don't know. It doesn't matter. It's a great one-word title. It's a ridiculous concept, and uh, I think it just Cameron Bright's dumb face, man. Just looking at his round-ass head. How do you not love it? First of all, I think he's kind of good in this movie, so I don't know why you're criticizing his performance in Birth. But let's talk about the cast. We got up top Nicole Kidman. We got Danny Hust. Got Danny Houston and Hayes, who recently passed away. She's in this. It's one of those freaking typical Cameron Bright Lauren Bacall joints that we see. <laughs> Lauren Bacall in here, and also Ted Levine showing up to delight our eyes. So Peter happy to Stormare. see him. Stormare. Stormare up in here. You got uh, uh, the weird Arliss, uh, was it Arliss Howard? Yeah, he is. The weirdly a... haired, bespeckled Arliss Howard shows up. And someone else. There's one other person squeezed into this one. Well, there's that lady who plays Levine's wife that looks very familiar. That's right. She was. And then there's um, Hollywood legend Cameron Bright. Yeah, I think we got him. I think we nailed it. Yeah, you know. Oh, and Allison Elliott, who I like to see her because I kind of was. She had a performance I always liked in a movie that's times forgot. Gotten. Which character is she in this? The Spitfire Grill. I think she plays Alice. Arliss Howard's wife. She the pregnant? She's the pregnant in this. Nick, I just wanted to say to the many, many Microscope fans out there, happy birthday. You know? We're doing birth. Happy birthday. Isn't, can't even get a laugh out of you in that one. And, 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 and typically there's a present that is given out on one's birthday. Mm-hmm. Folks, the first bit of merch showed up at my house today. Oh, my goodness. The movie Microscope merch. The first batch of stickers showed up. Wow. I'm excited. I'm in pins and needles. If you're somebody who supports the show in a variety of ways, obviously we have people that have contributed on the uh, little services there. Let's hook your ass up. There's more coming, and I'm working on a keychain. I got a keychain. Oh, wow. I got at least three stickers coming. So let's start. Let's start giving you guys some merch. Let's celebrate birth with merch. Uh, you said that we have so, some merch coming, and and we are. Th- th- what you said that we're pricing these stickers. What you say, thirty nine dollars ninety nine cents, something like that. <laughs> a sticker? No, they're free. you're sending them out for free, huh? Yeah, I mean, so what are you? Do for what are you nuts? <laughs> the problem is, I don't know if we could sell them, Nick. No, we couldn't. Absolutely not. We're also, Let me go also, door to door. Here's what I'm thinking, mm-hmm. and you tell me where I'm if I'm right. I'm thinking about what would the ultimate movie microscope merch be. I, n- I have an answer. The answer exists. It does? You have it? I, yeah, I know what it is. Spill the details. You're not going to tell us? or you... A cereal box. Oh, yeah, it'd be good. We need right. to have a cereal box made. That way they can use it to hold the stickers inside. They can use it to transport illegal things or use it as a bank, a little cardboard True. bank. Whatever you want right. to put in there is up to you. But imagine if we got a cereal box made. It looks it looks like a cereal box. Be but incredible it's one big in joke of movie microscope stuff. Went the extra mile and actually produced some cereal as well. Little little corn puff microscopes or something. I think it'd be camera bright marshmallows. Could be. Can you imagine somebody choking to death on a brand Justin? <laughs> you would be the. I, you would be like a brand. A brand. There'd be a brand effigy of you. So it'd be you in a wheelchair sitting at the the throne of swords. And then I would be mm. a shredded mini wheat. Uh, that's what I would be. Every cereal box comes with a prize. It's uh, William Devane's character from the dark. <laughs> Some so you know, it'd be great if we did this badass fit. merch, right? Like really cutting edge, high end merch. 
Uh-huh. Started sending it out there, getting it in front of people. You know, stickers, keychains, cereal boxes, whatever shape it takes. Maybe a shirt. Sure. We get all this out there, and in exchange, we get another review on iTunes. I hope so. I, I'm I'm waiting. I check every once in a while. And to then see if it goes maybe up. we'll get one review on iTunes, and then we'll get somebody who uh, retweets uh, one of the Twitter posts, no. and we're like, money well spent. I mean, we don't even retweet the Twitter posts. We should. I, I guess I, That's, we probably. I, I like them. I like them. Oh, so do I. I. I don't retweet them because I know who follows me, and I don't want to draw attention <laughs> to those people. I write. I, I. You know, that's the thing. And Nick does the Instagram posts. I do the Twitter posts. I post Twitter, the Twitter, and then I immediately like them. I go back to my other account and like them. It is. It is a sad thing in my life. No, that is social media influencer 101. Well, we're not really trying to influence too much, are we? Apparently not. Yeah. Because we're succeeding. Yeah. This is what you call okay. grassroots, you know? I just keep waiting for all the shows, the other shows to get tired, and there's nothing else to listen to, and we're still going. But they don't seem to tire out, and then they also get, like, lots of advertising. It's hard to listen to shows these days. There's so much advertising packed in there. Come on, guys. Give it a rest. Give it a birth. What Speaking of, 2004's birth, Nick, where were you when this film came out? You usually ask me that question, but I'm going to... I mean, you, you didn't I, see it. I was in the like the probably the most high exposure moment in the the my old gig. You know, like things were kind of booking at that point. So I was traipsing the globe. I was talking to stars. I was developing projects, writing comic books. You know, all that garbage. So that's why you missed this one. Couldn't carve I, no, the time I, out to see birth. I chose not to see this one. And me, I don't know what I was doing. Same old shit. You know, I'm sure. And I missed this one, too. I don't know why. I have to tell you, I enjoyed this movie. I kind of avoided it, probably, because it was it got bad reviews, I think, and it was a little bit misunderstood and controversial. It just kind of came out with a little bit of a whimper. I never saw it, but I, I regret that. I thought this was a, a very interesting film by one Jonathan Glazer, Nick, the director of... Under the Skin. And? Something sort of mainstream that came out before this. Sexy, sexy Beast. Right. Also did a bunch of music videos, including Karma Police by Radiohead. That's where he came in. He came in from the cold music video world to uh, to be kind of a, I don't know, sort of like a Kubrick-esque director, I guess. This movie could not be more Kubrick wannabe than, than it is. Yeah, I agree with you. I think he kind of, I think Under the Skin maybe was a, a little bit more um, his own thing. This feels, this certainly feels... Um, and that one does have uh, Kubrick elements to it too, but this, this one, one I mean, feels I'm thinking The way. Shining in particular mm-hmm. on this style was that one. That Under the Skin is a little, yeah, definitely a little bit more dynamic and a little bit. Mm-hmm. This, the, the palette is is wider as well. This is a right. very, very finite palette. It does feel very shining, and and uh, some of the framing and some of the, the way that he lingers. And even the background music, it definitely feels like a, like an homage. I don't think he's ripping Kubrick as much as paying, a, you know, paying a tribute. No, I agree. I, the whole beginning of the film feels very. I mean, it's a sober cat for grief, really. It's a, it's a thesis on mourning. I mean, you say it like you're kidding, but it's true. And it's, I mean, it's definitely prismed out. I mean, the movie, it it, it definitely moved me. Uh, it's a strange film, but it, let's talk about how. It, it begins. It's not a strange film, I guess, so to speak. It's just it, it's, a it's reputation, film. Rep, 
reputation precedes it, and I, I feel like it's a little bit unfair to it. But that's not to uh, say it isn't an uncomfortable film at moments. So I think it is. It is uncomfortable, and it is controversial, and it also is tries to walk a tightrope between being sort of dreamlike and weird and dumb as shit. You think it's the, yeah. See, and I, I think, think that's, that's that might be the case with all of his movies, though, because Sexy Beast has these moments of of outrageousness. And Under the Skin, obviously, is wacky as all but. Mm-hmm. Right. This one does have some... It's it's strange intelligence at times. But anyway, yeah, so the, what's the premise, Justin? Let's hear it. Well, I'm saying, I, I, just to pick up on your point, if you don't fall in line with this movie, if you don't kind of buy into the mystery of it, it I'm sure, like, at the end of the movie, like, that's dumb, you know? But I, feel, I, It doesn't feel like an, something from 2004. It feels like something that could have just come out. It feels yeah. like a little Aronofsky meets kind of uh, Lars von Trier. I mean, there's like there's definitely a more. It's it's in line with sensibility now. I'm not sure it would be made these days. I think if it came out now, people would lose their minds and get super pissed at some of the scenes. But I think it would be seen by more eyeballs though if it came out now. Maybe. Well, right now would just be a huge season of TV. The Birth TV series, Nick. They stretch out <laughs> you, the mystery for ten episodes, and we get a whole episode dedicated to Ted Levine's piano teacher, dad character. Anyway, so the premise of the movie is a widowed a widow played by Nicole Kidman is about to remarry after ten years after after she lost her husband to a heart attack. You know, and she's pretty young, and he died young. And um, as they're, as she's about to, you know, go through with this marriage ceremony, this little boy comes into her life proclaiming to be her dead husband. He said, I'm, I'm him reincarnated, basically, right? Mm-hmm. And she, she doesn't buy it at first. Or should I say she doesn't buy it at birth? But she does eventually buy it. It does. He he knows a lot of stuff about their previous life, and so the mystery of the film is: is it, is this really your husband? Like, what's going on? Is is this really your husband? Now a ten year old boy, and this kid, this boy, wants to stop the wedding. I think I nailed the the plot. Yeah. So the first scene of the movie is is this gentleman jogging in Central Park in the snow. And yep. he, he loses his life. Yeah, it's very long. Sure, you see lots of him jogging, and it's cold out, it's wintertime. And then he collapses in a tunnel. And then they cut to a baby being born, and then they cut to ten years later. Which, let's zoom in, it's a song of yours. Mm-hmm. Yep, it is. Ten years later, Nicole Kidman is, is wearing church hair. She's got the pixie cut. Very, very, looks like uh, Michael Vartan hair, kind of. <laughs> Vartan's got... Voluminous hair. It, Kidman's hair is more like Mia Farrow and uh, Rosemary's Baby or something. You obviously haven't run the run the uh, gauntlet of Vartan styles. Don't you fucking say that to me. How dare you? Don't you accuse me? I don't remember him short-haired. He always is teasing out that... Nope. That, that, that uh, coif or whatever you call it. What are you talking about? That Vartan, uh, uh, Vartan rocking the Nicole Kidman hair. A lot. Show me a picture. I don't believe you. <laughs> yeah, I'll give you 10 seconds to Google it. You're not going to be able to come up with it. All right, you're probably right. I'm so Nine, fucking nervous. Eight, seven, six. Hold on. 
Boom. Nailed it. It's longer than 10 seconds. <laughs> picture, a picture of Kidman from this movie. <laughs> they did have a little behind the scenes on this where she did kick into a super cuts and said, give me the Vartan. Every picture of Michael Vartan looks like Nicole Kidman in birth. <laughs> you're, you're joking. He's got an amazing hair. Fuck, you're right. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I stand corrected. Uh, Larry Hama would love this joke. Vartan, a chameleon. (laughs) I get it. All right, so here's the thing. We start, we we meet up with Nicole Kim, and she's she's graveside, and she's wearing tiny boots, and Danny Houston's waiting for her in his car. Because yep. what's happening is that she's visiting the grave of her husband before they go off to celebrate their engagement, the announcement yeah. of their of their nuptials, right? So she says thank you. They they go back to their to their apartment, and the next scene is you see Anne Heche and Peter Stormare's characters going to this party. He, Stormare doesn't want to go really, and then Anne Heche, when he gets on the elevator, she's like, "Hold on, I forgot to a ribbon for the gift." And so he has to go up without her, and then she just sits there. So something you can tell something's wrong. Hayes is hesitant to go to this party, and she eventually buries some box in in like a park, like outside under a tree. She buries her gift, and then she buys a new one from the gift shop. So there, that's the that's the beginning of a mystery. In the meantime, this little boy follows her out and kind of sees what she's doing. In a weird way, the movie kind of reveals itself right off the bat. But you just don't really know what to make of this scene yet. Cameron, I mean, kind of does. He's got huge hands. You notice that. I didn't notice his hands. Mm-mm. They're big. I didn't. Oh, well, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, did he? Did the husband have big hands? Is that <laughs> what they were trying to do? Glazer was. Anyway, Jonathan Glazer uh, shares the same name as one of my favorite comedians, John Glazer, and He's an American comedian. Used to write for Conan. Did Delocated. Did uh, John Glazer loves gear. I just love him. I just think he's just one of the funniest. That's all I have on this is they have the same name. Yep. And and no so relation they... and no relation to Paul Michael Glazer, from what I understand. Starsky and Hutch, Mm-mm. or Nikki Glaser, the uh, so, comedian that's pushing it a little bit lately. You don't like Nikki Glaser? She's overdoing it, I think, right now. I think she's pretty funny. Um, all right, so it's a birthday party. This party too. I don't know if it's. I guess it's in a birthday party that they're going to, right? Birth. This, or this birthday party? Who's? I guess whose birthday party is it? Well, somebody Lauren Bacall's. Some, somebody blows out candles badly, right? So I think it might be Lauren Bacall's birthday. I can't zoom in this hard. She's turning uh, 107 in this movie. <laughs> she's, and, got the um, best, she's got the best line in the movie. I'll just go and she say does? it. She does. Go ahead. What did she say? I mean, we'll get there. Uh, so Nicole Kidman brings out this cake. It has the tallest candles I've ever seen on a birthday cake. Huge candles. Why? I've never seen that. Usually you get the little short candles. I think it's the sophisticated Central Park lifestyle. These people are very wealthy, and I yeah. think that's just an elegant otherworldly candle cake they're, they're also playing like a very beautiful version of happy birthday on the piano or something in this yeah. it's just a very elegant and kind of a strange birthday party and then Bacall's like rips open several gifts just tears the paper off i don't know i'm just kidding like it doesn't turn into conventional party right um i don't think it was her birthday i, I think you don't think it's Bacall's birthday whose is it might have been the preg but it was somebody's birthday. I mean, it doesn't matter. They help her. They help her blow out the candle. That's why I think it's call. Here's the thing, Nick. Danny Houston gives this weird speech. Is this the same party where he he talks about how Nicole Kidman didn't want to marry him, and he goes through this whole thing of like, you know, I asked her 
to go on a date, she said no. I asked her a year later, she said okay. I asked her to marry me, she said no. He goes through this whole right sad sack speech, and then she finally, she's like, I finally wore her down. What do you think about that one? It was unnecessary. If you if you look at this movie from Danny Houston's perspective, it's a horror movie, man. Oh yeah, it is. Yeah, it's a super horror movie. He has a shit life in this. Yeah, he does. He's he's, he's already kind of unlikable to begin with. He's already losing out to her. To he's you know obviously second place. Nicole Kidman, you don't know it quite yet, but she's never gotten over the f- death of her previous husband. You can kind of tell. I mean, you know, because the fact that she he took her to that graveyard at the beginning, obviously she still has a connection to him. You can kind of tell because she gets in the tub with a child. That's later. I know what I'm saying. Yeah, you can tell. I'm saying that right at the beginning, we're still getting to know everybody. Yeah, that's the most controversial scene in this thing. It's not. It shouldn't be. You don't think so? Nobody touches anything. Danny Houston, obviously a part of a legendary Hollywood family. I always felt like he was the, um, back in the old days, he was the mm-hmm. one that kind of snuck in through the back door kind of. You know, yeah. Angelica had all the rock star, you know, rock star shit going on. She was killing right. it. And Danny, like, snuck through in the back saying, look, I, look at opening. And here don't I am. Forget about, don't forget about Danny Houston. Yeah, and he and he and then now he is sort of one of the go-to people when you want a certain type. Like the, if Frank Langella is not available, let's get Danny Houston. Danny Houston all over the place and, and dependable man. He always turns in turns uh, in a good performance. I think he's looking a little odd in this. You know, he's he's rocking it weird. This is you know he's <laughs> he looks like Jack White. Fuck Jack Nicholson. <laughs> he's got well, a Joker. He's got a little Joker face. I noticed a little Kiefer lip. And he's got the look of a guy who's got an unattractive penis. You know, you like so? he looks like yeah. his, he's got a weird dick. You know, like a like something you don't want to see in direct light. You don't hear me. You don't hear me um, pushing back on this. I'm I'm I hear what you're saying. You keep going. Yeah, no, he's just he's got a. I love him. It's it's impossible to buy him as anything trustworthy. Well, there's a scene coming up real quick at the beginning where Houston. And Nicole Kidman are scromping in bed. He's on top. Director mm-hmm. said action, and Houston took it to heart. Like he's all over that scene, he's thrusting up a storm. And he's having was, he's yeah. no, she's she's fine with it. It's just that that's his one happy moment in this movie. <laughs> Is that scene? He thinks it's fine. He's getting married, uh, and then everything the worst happens. No, that that's not, there are worse things that could have happened. Yeah, but he uh, he is on it. He is physically on it. At that point in the movie, yeah, yeah. he is—he's right in there. She is receiving the Houston rocket. He is <laughs> delivering a, a smattering of pelvic thrusts. I, you know, I, my uh, wife walked in the room as that scene was going on. She's like, "Is that Hater?" I was like, "No, no, that's Houston." <laughs> my wife walked in the room when we were watching. When I was watching it, paused it. The film was paused with him, his back, <laughs> on top of her front. <laughs> well, that's a weird position. Think about it. <laughs> He's got his back on her chest. He and was, you could see the whole, the whole thing, the whole Houston. This kid comes to one of these parties. I can't remember. There's two events that happened at the beginning. This kid sneaks in, right? And he, he kind of proclaims that he is, this is when this starts, that he is Sean. Sean. The ex-husband, the dead husband. Right. And um, he tells Nicole Kim not to marry Joseph. Her character is Anna. Don't marry him. She said, don't do it. I'm Sean. And she thinks it's funny. And then whenever he, like, she kind of is bemused. But then when he starts to be serious and is really saying 
he's the dead husband. She gets super pissed and escorts him to the lobby. And it throws her, but, you know, she's just like, what? whatever, what weirdness. Oh, I got to put up with this, man. And Cameron Bright's character says everything with no emotion. He's he's just this mature, matter-of-fact yep. bot. An eerie. It's an eerie performance. I think he does a pretty good job in this, yeah. I said, this looks like a kid that's going to go on to sell some NFTs someday, Nick. <laughs> on the internet. Anyway, so the next day, Kidman, Kidman gets an envelope that has the same message. Don't marry Joseph. And this is her one false note in the film. I think she reacts weird to receiving an envelope. I'm going to zoom in. <laughs> I didn't believe it. Yeah. She overreacts to someone handing her an envelope. Like, she doesn't pay attention at first, then she, like, snaps into focus, and is like, what's this in my hands? Like, I would I would yell cut if I was Jonathan Glazer and say, let's do it again, Nicole. Hey, you're great. Everything you're doing, I'm loving, but that, something, what's going on? You know, something happening we need to talk about let's just maybe do a lap around the building let's get this out of your system then i call my wife i was like i'm 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 saddled with a shit actress she sucks she looks like vartan i don't know why she did it to her hair <laughs> he sent her to envelope school too before the film which i thought was she auditioned with long hair and she shows up with vartan hair yeah. fuck my life at least Levine's on it. At least Levine's yeah. delivering for me. That's what I'd say. But he fucked up because he 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 fucked up casting Levine as someone's father. <laughs> what are you talking about? He's, uh, he's the idea of Ted Levine having a ten-year-old scurrying around the house blows me out. Oh, Can you man. imagine that child, a child having Ted Levine as their pop? If we ever get to interview Ted Levine again. I'd love to ask him about his uh, recollections of this, you know? And Cameron Bright. What would you think of uh, Cameron Bright, Ted Levine? That might be cause to get him back on the horn. Yeah, I'd like to catch up. He's he's still out there. Fantastic actor, certainly working actor. Let me, I'll, I'll see if his booking agent's number is the same. Track I'd, him down. I'd be surprised if we could get him on the horn because he is just someone that just never rests. He's always delivering performance, you know? But yeah, he was so kind they, to share I his thoughts see, with us back in the day. I did, he was such a great guest. I did see though that he, I think it was Empire Magazine. They had a bit with him, like a how much was a glass of milk or whatever that thing's called. How much was a pint? Yeah, of milk. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they were asking him about his challenging work, and they were talking about Science of the Lambs, and they said, "Was it difficult being such a disgusting, soulless serial killer?" And he said, second hardest role in my career." And they're like, what was the first? He goes, being the parent of a 10-year-old boy in birth. Being believable as someone who would father a child and that child would live to to see his 10th birthday. I mean, the thing is, Ted Levine, he mostly plays authority figures, right? Like, he always is a cop and stuff or a detective. Like, he, he is a parental figure in film. Is he a piano teacher in this? Nailed it. That's rough. You never see him tickling the ivories either, but you can imagine it. I'd love to see him just getting real close in on a metronome that's not working. You know, like trying to figure that out. Right. I think Levine would... I wonder if he learned piano for this or something, and then they never showed him even near a piano. Piano gets abused in this film, by the way. How? It gets pushed hard at a boy. Damn straight it does. <laughs> Dan used to... <laughs> so... Here, now, let me... Where... I want to ask you... Go ahead, go ahead. No, no, please. So, yeah, this is just to catch up. We find out Levine, 
you know, this little boy's been hanging out and everybody's kind of sick. You know, Danny Houston's sick of this little guy showing up. They find out his dad's in the building and they cart him upstairs and it's Levine. And then Ted Levine is like, oh my God, what did my son do? He's so apologetic to Nicole Kidman. He's like telling the little boys, like, tell her you'll never, you're never going to say you're this Sean guy again. You know, this is the key, he, he is won't amazing. do it. This is my favorite. With this is yeah. my favorite camera bright scene. Okay, why? Because he's he's he says no, I can't, and he, yeah, and, he, he and he stands his ground the entire scene. Yeah, he won't ever like give in, and, and Ted Levine can't believe it. He's like, "What's going on?" And so then you know it's very, it's very hard for Nicole Kidman. You know, he basically she's like, "Okay, never talk to her, you know us again." And then when she's leaving. He kind of faints, Cameron Bright, and for some reason that really connects. That hits home with Nicole Kidman. That the, the kid's not lying. There's some there's some kind of thing that's happening that's real, and so she she goes to this. It's interesting. She goes to this like orchestra, watches this orchestra, and they just play this this all these emotions kind of going across her face as she's listening to some music. It's interesting. I, it's sort of. I like it a lot. I like uh, that scene. It, a lot. They, they were go if she. It, it's not. It's not a good performance. I think Nicole Kidman's fantastic in this, and I think you don't think so. I think her performance is amazing. I think she's a great actress, but I think she's really good in this movie. It's a tough role. I think she's really proud of this movie too. I, I think I read an interview recently yeah. where yep, she, she named this as yeah. as her um, one of her favorites. And it's the one that she worked hardest on. How so? She read the script, uh, and then and then watched an episode of Alias. Because <laughs> of our dance. <laughs> All right, let me let me say this about this movie. Birth is a very weird title for this. And they think that they missed the boat. They had a the better title hanging out there. Sean Young. <laughs> pretty <laughs> good. Think? Yeah, it's pretty yeah. good. Birth? It's fun to say though. That's a good word. They like it's fun to say. Oh, birth's one of the great words. Yeah, it's fun. One of the I worst to... acts, but a great word. It's a tough act. Um we used to think that one of our jokes on the old show was that we thought his character's name was Birth, Cameron Bright's character's name. <laughs> of course. Of course. I'm, I'm not convinced it isn't. <laughs> Someone might have put that on the, on the comments to this. I, maybe that's what sparked my memory. There's a, did you notice the, that we had some squirrel activity in this movie? I did not notice. So Cameron Bright slash birth invites Nicole Kidman to visit with him in a spot in the park that she'll know what he's talking about. Right. And Nicole Kidman, we, we, we watch her walk into the park and there are two separate shots where it was squirrel activity in the background. Wow. Adorable, which I'm afraid those little fellows probably don't exist anymore, which hurts, you know, hurts pretty bad. How long do squirrels last, do you think? Not birth, you know, 2000, what, three, four? They're filming four. in 2003. Right. That's a, mm-mm. Yeah, and in the harsh New York weather, no, those squirrels. Also, don't. there's a 40-year-old squirrel out there somewhere. Just, you know, I can I can hope. That's a weird thing for a child posing as a reincarnated husband to bring her to the death scene, the scene of his murder out. Well, that's a different, that's a different scene. Like, so we skipped a bunch of stuff, which is fine. But you're um, not kidding. Doesn't he spend the night like at the place? That's fucking weird. And, and um, I think that happens after. I don't think so. I'm, I'm looking at my notes. It's, this is where Danny Danny Houston is like, "I'm on to you. You don't have me fooled." 
And then Kidman asks him, how are you going to fulfill my needs? Which I think is a... Because he, you know, obviously... A keeps selfish. Mm-hmm. And then he said, have you... She's like, I think this is like after school or something. Or they're having... This is it. They're having ice cream. So he spends the night, and then she takes him to school or something, or picks him up or something like that. And anyway, they're having ice cream. And this is where this kind of very intimate conversation happens. And he, she asked him if he's ever made love to a girl. She just asked him if he's ever made love. And she said, you'd be the first. And he said, that's my bus. And he gets on a bus. <laughs> Which is a baller move. No, I think all this is happening because he does have... He had, like, a conversation with Arliss Howard. Like, because they start to suspect, right, that, that he knows, like, stuff about the ex-husband. So then they have a conversation with Arliss Howard where they record. And Arliss Howard is like, tell me something in- intimate about your relationship with Anne. And he spills deets on some green sofa or something that they... And he talks about Santa Claus. Right, yeah, yeah. I know, we're kind of mess- messing this up. I watched Not it too long. any more than Jonathan Glazer did. <laughs> watched it too long ago. Do you notice anyway, how small Anne Heche is in this? She's, she's a, a little I, little thing in this. love her. I, I have to say, I really do love Anne Heche, and I'm sad to see her depart. She's fantastic in this movie. She doesn't have much to do in it, but she's great in it. Super likable. <laughs> you don't think so? She's a cold mother in this. She's cold, but she also like confronts this kid and in the in a har- the harshest way, and it's deserved. Is I think. is 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 Stormar, her husband? I think so. Yeah. What the fuck is she complaining about? She got the best. Yeah, you find out that Hayesh is her her lover was this this dead husband. And what's her relation to Nicole Kidman? Uh she is her sister in law, I think. Wait, maybe the brother, maybe Stormare was the brother of the guy that died. That's 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 correct. And Anne Heche was doing both brothers, I think. Come on now, or at least, well, maybe they weren't together when you died. I don't know. They they're railing on it though. I feel bad for Danny Houston, who's who's over here. Is like, I just want to marry Nicole Kidman because she's hot and cool. This sucks, <laughs> you know. All this little kid that is upending the wedding. He's like, I hope my fiance isn't. On a carriage ride with the absolute worst. <laughs> and he is. She goes a carriage ride with this little tyke. So then the, then uh, she, you're talking about that they met at this park. And Cameron Bright is swinging on monkey bars. The, he went to, he went to monkey bar school for this, I'm sure. He's picturing swinging on her tips. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, this is what Sean used to do, right? Working around. He's having a blast on the swings. He's all over the monkey bars. He must be Sean. Or Rocket. <laughs> Cole Kidman's like, man, I remember when Sean used to do that. Just have an absolute ball on the swings. Yeah, she, she's bouncing up and down my my body like a playground ride. Mm-hmm. Spinning and living. Grabbing everything. So this convinces Nicole Kidman. All this stuff convinces her that this, this, this little boy is Sean. And so they have a bathroom scene a bathtub scene where she's naked in the bathtub this is the big controversial scene in this film can i can i call mm-hmm. it a birth tub sir thank you and he you know a uh, little sean gets out of his clothes kicks off his knickers and jumps in the warm bath water and he starts splashing around to get the bubble bath out playing with the rubber ducky no 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 he's very calm and uh you know focused in the bath focusing on them tips if you feel <laughs> But, uh, yeah, it's like a very intimate scene, and Danny Houston at the door, he's about to come in, but he doesn't want to see this take place. They don't have to call the cops. 
that's an unbelievable it's not sexual at all no but this is a very controversial scene you know i understand because she's in the she's in the naked tub with a boy i was there i'm aware that it's it's not normal Mm-mm. but there was an intimacy that they were trying to convey and they nailed it because they were dick out in that bathtub that's hollywood magic though because that tub couldn't didn't look like it hold held two humans and it was fine. Like the, the, this was a movie magic. That wasn't Nicole Kidman was not in that scene. It was her naked body double that was in that scene with. And having naked sex with that ten-year-old naked. Boy. Okay. <laughs> no. No, they were wearing no. super merkins. Well, anyway, yeah. And so they this shot. Is very... They shot it in a way that they were never actually haunting each other's nakeds. It was um, weird, though, when they got the actor that played grown-up Sean get in the tub with them, too. It was, yeah, and he did a cannonball. So, yeah, so then, you know, Houston's this isn't good. One of the weird things they do in this movie is they have a party that they pre-listen, they pre-listen to the wedding orchestra. It's like the a wine tasting. The, the rich are different, man. It's a wine tasting for wedding songs, I guess. And these guys are rocking out. They're, 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 they're busting beautiful strings. And this is when that fight breaks out right with danny houston and the little boy because the little boy keeps kicking the back of danny houston's chair and then they get in a fight and he, <laughs> danny houston spanks him danny houston goes a hate 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 shit on him of course and i like i like whenever they're they're pulling him off the kid and he goes i'm great i'm great <laughs> and but then but, my man and then he goes break. back after him he goes back after him like he does they break he, it up he, and then he goes more after him yeah, he, and he does. He spanks the daylights out of him, which I thought was very funny. Thinking about it, if it were the reincarnated Sean, mm-hmm. yeah, getting bent over Danny Houston's lap, spanked. Is that why Kidman screams from the room? That's his kink. <laughs> That's his kink. He's sixty. <laughs> That's this is when after this, like Cameron Bright runs out, Kidman chases after him. They share a kiss. Yeah. Kidman's a believer, man. She thinks this is her dead husband. She's right. Kid looks at the camera and goes, I cannot believe this is working. <laughs> you know, he's like, whoa. And, and you see him uh, cross first base off of his uh, to-do list. Birth base, yep. <laughs> you got to give it to him. Yep. He took it. He, he got it far. Well, and an interesting thing is Glazer makes this choice now because things are starting to get tense, right? Kidman's a believer. Houston's like, this is weird. Like, the family doesn't know what to make of what's going on. Glazer decides to start playing, like, a vibrating ringtone on the soundtrack. I kept thinking my phone was doing something. It was just, I think, kind of an odd choice. The, the Unlo- guy, the music unlike supervisor, the rest is of the phone- movie? literally phoning it in. Come on now. And then we get, you know, so basically, Nicole Kidman is resigned to the fact that, of course, uh, Mother Nature has reincarnated a dead man into this boy. She's buying, mm-hmm. buying it. She, you know, the same un, uh, unkind g- God that would allow Arliss Howard to be around and to mm. put Ted Levine in a parent uniform. You know, this this is a weird, surrealist world that we live in. And her sister decides to rip a child out of herself. She, she gives, gives birth, birth to a, a little Vulcan-looking thing. A little bouncing babe. Yeah, yeah. sure. And uh, that's, w- that's when Lauren Bacall drops the best line in the movie. What did she say? The kid is born, and it's in its incubator and Lauren Bacall goes maybe that's Sean <laughs> and that destroyed me I gotta I gotta admit it it's pretty good Bacall got you huh she did so Anne Hayes invites this little boy back to her 
pad, her apartment, to talk to him. Which is just an everyday thing nowadays for him to get taken into an older woman's pad. Mm-hmm. And she said, um, what does she say to him? She says, You're an anti afterbirth. She was like, I knew you were. Basically, she finds the letters, right? She finds the letters, like, in his backpack. What happened was she had these love letters of Kidman's, and that's what she buried at the beginning of the film. Like, this, this, her lover, this dead guy, gave her these letters, and so she was going to give them back to Cole Kidman, kind of as proof that I was sleeping with your husband, in a way. Anyway, this is what the kid found. This is how he became Sean, right? By the way, he also happens to have sean's name he really is named sean so in a way i think the kid kind of believes in himself that he is sean he is um, sean I mean, zoom in he is the reincarnated husband but then when ann Hayes tells him that you know sean loved me he's like well i don't love you i love nicole kidman and so i can't be sean like so that's kind of how it dawns on him anyway Hayes tells him you should have come to me first because the real sean would have come to me first you should have come to me first i would have explored this that's what she tells him I love it. Kids like, yeah, 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 I'm like, I should have gone to her first because no, nothing against Nicole Kidman and and mm-hmm. Hayes is a better catch. But I'm thinking, but the but the bat the bath the bath scene gets all the um, focus. This is that line is like is weirder than the bath scene. I think. Um, anyway, Hayes is so good in the scene, and then she also like then won't let him leave with the letter. She's very violent with him and just like rips his backpack off and just is like. Get the fuck out of here, you little piece of shit. Kicks him halfway towards the moon. He explodes against a tree, and he's dead. Yeah, it's done. She, she, she winds up in Central Park shortly after that. Who, Heish? What's she doing there? I thought this was her last scene. Can't well, he, he follows her to the digging. I mean, no, that's a flashback. Just a, that, that's a yeah. flashback, yeah. We get to see it. But he goes do back. He it. does get dirty somehow. I forget how he gets dirty. I think he's digging up the letters, brother. Yeah, digging up them letters, brother. But I think I think there's an outside chance, and Glazer doesn't he doesn't allude to this, but there's an outside chance he really is the reincarnated Sean, and that the reason he's in love with Nicole Kidman is because having gone back to the other side and back, he's been restored. I'm not I'm holding out hope. Cameron Bright's reincarnated Sean still. I don't think so. I think he thinks he is though, and it. But then he realizes he isn't, and so then Nicole Kidman's like, hey, in 11 years, you're going to be 21, we'll get married. Like, she's actually having this kind of discussion with him. And Well, no, she's, tell- the best thing is, so he's dirty as fuck, and he goes to her house, and his head looks very large when he's there. And he and he gets pl- he's back in the bathtub. He's in the birth tub. Yeah. And she's, uh, she's there talking to him, and she's really got her game plan together. But, but he is all covered in dirt, looking like, the three burials of Melchiatus Estrada, and she's rubbing sure. around. And yeah, she's she's like, uh, when you're tw- when you're in eleven years, you're gonna turn twenty one. She's put she's doing the math. She's got the long. She does game it. Yeah, she's good. She's smart. Yeah, smart cookie. She knows eleven plus ten, twenty one. Yeah. She, then she said, "That's like blackjack. Do you know what that is, kid?" And he's like, "No, I don't. But I'd like to see them tips." Um, and then and then, and then uh, he gets his first water boner, and she. Uh, <laughs> I am saying tips, by the way. I'm not saying. I know, I know. Okay, I just want to make it clear that I'm a, that horrible. Um, uh, although that might be worse. More tips salacious. is worse. <laughs> yes, tips more is worse. <laughs> it is worse. Anyway, so, and then she said, "We're gonna get married," and then he breaks it to her, is that I'm not Sean, and then she's like, "Plan remains. Let's do it anyway. See you. In, <laughs> see you in eleven. So then her life falls even worse. 
part, and she has to beg because Danny Houston at this point he's he's out of there. She has to beg him. I love she's the like, scene where she goes to his job. Back. She goes to his job and she uh, she's like, uh, I apologize for trying to fuck a ten year old. And he is, and you can see his mind working. He's like, okay, that's fucked up. And he looks at the mirror. He goes, am I still Danny Houston? And he's like, we got a deal. <laughs> well, the best is he does just go. Okay, like he's good. Like he he forgives her, he loves her, which leads to the most heartbreaking scene I think in this movie. You know, she's kind of begging him to come back. Okay. And she he's like, "Okay." And so then they get married and she, they get married on a beach. And then the saddest scene in this movie is that Danny Houston tries violently not to step on her dress in that beach. He tries so hard not to, but he keeps stepping on it. Yeah. No, the sad part is that she has a breakdown. They're trying to take pictures of her. She can't focus, and then she's just the next scene. She's in tears in the water, like the beach, and in the in the waves, and, the, and and he's trying to console her. But you know, she's you know, it's very traumatic what happened to her. You know, is it? just it is, man. Just fuck with her mind. This is about someone, obviously, someone a loss, right? And then this is a chance that that person came back, and you want it. You want that to be the case even if you don't believe it you still want it to be true you know obviously that's what's happening here i zoom in you know that's what she was hesitant at first but she went all in on it and then it was a total prank national future came out it'd be great if uh there was a more after that it's 20 years later Mm -hmm. and they're and they're still together and uh and and he's like they're at breakfast like remember that time a 10 year old boy you thought was your dead husband and you almost fucked him in a tub she's like pass the cereal (laughs) <laughs> I don't know if her and Dan Houston are married, my man. They got married, but I don't know if she's staying with them. I mean, she's pretty devastated. Anyway, here's the thing. I watched a documentary called The Imposter or Imposter recently. Did you see that? It's it like sounds about familiar. A, I remember it's about, Gary Sinise. Yeah, no, no, no. 2014. It's about this this French guy who poses as a kid, American kid that was that was like missing. He was in Spain and, and just pulled all these strings and got people to believe he was this kid like three years later after the disappearance and then he moved in with his family in arkansas i think anyway this guy was just like an incredible like deceiver anyway he doesn't look like the kid kind of at all and so a lot of people were like well why did the family accept him in if they probably they had to know it wasn't this guy you know in a way but it in the what i was saying is they want it to be him yeah, I did you see know, that. Yeah. It's really good, actually. It's super good. It's, kid, it's more complicated re- than I'm making. And then the real kid yeah. shows up. No. Oh, he's dead. He definitely doesn't show back up. Oh. Yeah. And he's dead. And then they have a confusing... He probably movie. does die. Yeah. yeah. He is probably dead. Yeah, you know what, though? I don't, I, I'm not convinced they had a great relationship anyway. Well, that, of course they didn't. I mean, Nicole Kidman, like, he was cheating on her, and she didn't know. You know, she didn't know. Plus, um, he, uh, he kept scratching her records when he put it back into the sleeve. I feel you. A couple of times, toilet seat. Left it up. Yeah, peed on it. Peed under it. Hey, look. Peed under it. sit Um, under it and piss dick through the crack. That sucks, yeah. Yeah. Here, I just think this movie is definitely worth watching, and uh, I know... Definitely worth watching? it, it, It moved me, man. Sure, why not? I, I liked it up at the part she took. She had the worst swimsuit I've ever seen at the beach. There's a wedding dress. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> I, I, I did not get this movie. 
and Danny Houston as she's crying uh, and inconsolable and, and, and getting hit by salt water he's like we gotta cut the cake and then do the first dance so when you can wrap this shit up it'd be great you know um, DJ's about to play some uh, what's the what's the you be 40 what's the big what are some of the I was trying to think of what are some of the big wedding dances Macarena like, yeah but like chicken dance the ch- is it the chicken dance yeah it's the electric slide I'd love so, to see that. That's how the movie no, should have ended. No, that, she's going to be using that a lot at home mm-hmm. when Danny doesn't get it done. Right out of the way. <laughs> Danny looked like he was getting it done. He, let's just be honest. He looked like he was getting it done. She's, she's uh, calling uh, architects to help design the Hitachi wand faster. Anyway, that's birth. I think we nailed it. It is the film Darinowski did not make. It might be a great movie. I haven't decided. It's definitely better than an Aronofsky film, I will say. I'm not a huge fan of that guy. He's got a new movie coming out. It's premiering soon. The Venice Film Festival, The Whale, with Brendan Fraser. Yeah, he plays a large in it. And Sadie Sink. I don't know what that means. someone else. She's in Stranger Things. Somebody else is in it. Catherine Keener or something. I hope it's her, but I don't think it's her. This is okay. It's okay. Might be great. Samantha his, Morton in this. That's it's his third best film. You like? Uh, Although I think he's better. only done three. He's got a new one coming out. It's got to be perfect. Birth two. So look, you sat through this now, and you got to immortalize this film on your body. Tattoo. Oh, yeah. Man. He's got a movie called Zone of Interest coming out. <laughs> Sounds like Danny, Danny Houston, Houston certainly found a <laughs> zone of interest. <laughs> you making the same joke? Of course. A Nazi officer falls in love with the woman of the commander of the Auschwitz concentration camp. Huh? Not again. Post-production, but there's no cast linked to this. Interesting. Another Auschwitz romance? The tattoo, huh? What do you got? Down on my bell, uh, I've got a very cute Warner Brothers cartoon-esque shot of Danny Houston chasing Cameron Bright down my side, down into my pants line. And okay. his legs are doing that windmill thing that, like, Bugs Bunny would do. And Cameron Bright's legs are doing that windmill thing. And it's all cute. And he's looking back. His tongue's out. Saliva is kind of flying off. And Danny Houston's eyes are huge like Wile E. Coyote. And he is chasing him into my pants. Hmm. Okay. Also controversial. That would be funny if Cameron Bright got an NFT of that off your body. And <laughs> nice tattoo fucking would... tat. <laughs> <laughs> my tattoo would be this, the word birth on my back. Just the word birth, just from shoulder blade to shoulder blade. Can you see it? You see it? You, can you visualize it? Yeah. It's, it's almost that, like, the, it's like the script for the movie Demons. But just if you look, if you look, the, that's not an eye. The other letters are fine, but the, and instead of an eye, it's just a, it's a standing up straight full body shot of Cameron Bright as the eye in birth. What do you think? And it's big old round head. We both got Cameron Bright on our bodies. Well, Brightburn, yeah. Yeah, I would have, that's what I would have. That could have been that would have been a cool idea for the poster, Jonathan Glazer. Sorry. The perfect poster would have been them in the tub, you know? <sighs> Except maybe even more erotic. Jesus Christ. Like his legs yeah. are behind his own head. Jesus Christ. <laughs> no. <laughs> not allowed. <laughs> I can't not picture it now. Look, movie's over, the credits are for all, but lo and behold, there's a stinger at the end of this movie. A little extra scene. Yes. What you, what you putting in? So Cameron Bright, the movie at the end of the movie, he's he's getting school pictures, and he's smiling. Do you remember this? Of course I do. Are you kidding? The narration plays out, and 
I think, and then wherever. Anyway, so he's getting pictures, and then he, and then that scene extends. He goes to the cafeteria, and he sits down next to a pretty little girl, and he starts to maybe, hey, you know, think maybe this is romance can bloom now for someone who's my age. She's ten, I'm ten, you know. She's, and so he introduces himself. He's like, I'm Sean. And she goes, I'm Sean too. I'm also Sean, but um, yeah, I'm Sean. I'm Sean. Do you know Anne Hache's address? <laughs> the long game. Mm-hmm. The Sean. The Sean game. Sean, Sean game. <laughs> She's also Sean, Nick. Everybody born in, around that city in the city is Sean. Mine's sort of similar. Uh, it follows Anna. She goes to a sex shop. Yeah. And you see her. It's silent. You, you see her arguing with the proprietor. Then you see her going to a uh, some sort of a gift shop and arguing with that proprietor and then she sort of finds in the in the shady part of the city she finds a t-shirt shop and you see them arguing but then they haggle and then you see them silk screening camera bright's face onto her rabbit oh my god <laughs> we shouldn't have done this they one. made a transaction <laughs> we should have stuck to sharks for 100 percent 100 percent i'm wishing that we saw someone bitten half by a fucking shark right now let's talk about that curled up in a ball visually shark mayhem <laughs> danny houston goes by the bathroom here's buzzing he's like are you are you taking dead skin off your heel again and it's smart anna smart she also got bright silk screen onto that that heel cleaner <laughs> all right Look, Jesus. you've been given the financing to have your own sequel to Birth. What shape does that movie take? Escrow out. Birth 2? Yeah, that's what mine's called. About? Mine's called Birth 2, No yeah. Space. It's interesting. What would be a good sequel to this? Mine's pretty simple. It's about 15 years later. Kidman is once again in mourning because Joseph has passed. But now, our boy has reached a, a, a legit age. And he creates a Sean trivia page on Facebook and sends her an old invite. And she goes in there, man. Spells for it again? No, they, they they start chatting. He says, look, I apologize for the misunderstanding. I really was convinced, you know, I was him. But I'm a grown man now, and I've really lived a lot, and I feel, I heard of, I heard about your man. I'm very sorry to hear that. You know, that's why I lured you in here with this Sean Trivia. I have some questions. And he starts asking her legit Sean Trivia questions, and she nails them. And they decide to meet. And it's they're hitting it off really well. He's not dropping the ball. And then a three-year-old kid comes up and says, uh, I'm Joseph, because it's on the three-year anniversary of Joseph's death, and now we got a, we got a pickle, man, because we got a reincarnated Joseph now, raining on their parade. Joseph? Yeah, Danny Houston. Oh, he, di- uh, he died? He died. She died. He died. Oh, yeah. okay, missed it. Okay. Yeah, three yeah, years, yeah. yeah, three years ago. So now there's a three-year-old Rejos, re- and now, you know, and Cameron Bright, you know, his Sean is admitting that he's not the old Sean, but mm-hmm. Nicole Kidman's been through the emotional roller coaster looking for some love. Surely has, yeah. So uh, they, they, the three of them hook up. No, I mean, that's the thing with poor Jonathan. He'd be like, I'm, I'm your reincarnated second husband, Jonathan. She'd be like, and? Uh-huh. It's nice seeing you. Have a good life. Are Go you back to, to mommy. Joseph? Go back to mama. <laughs> when the, I, like when the, I like when the kid said, you're not my mom anymore, remember? Or I'm not your dumb son anymore. Yeah. She tells, he tells his mom. His mom's like, fuck, it's Wednesday. Jesus. I think it'd be funny if if his first, they cut back his first words as a child was, I'm Sean reincarnated. That was their first clue. (laughs) I like how uh, he's like, I'm not your son anymore. She's like, good. I don't have to make your fucking lunch anymore. You're, you're still, you got to make your lunch. You know, 
she should have sprung that out. She's like, I'll be, I'm heading out. I'm gonna go have a blast. Birth two. What would my sequel be? I think it would be just, you know, there's the the doorman at the hotel, and he he studies this kid, and he's like, man, he got he got game. This kid, he learned from him. So then he knocks on the door. Nicole Kim is like, hey, you know, I'm Sean, man. You know, like he's. <laughs> But he's like older, so it's like appropriate, you know. And he, you know, he's like, "Remember that park? <laughs> no, <laughs> and we used to see him movies, and you know, all that stuff." And he tries to, and she immediately sleeps with him. He's like, "Get he me didn't even have to dress that hard. tips." <laughs> doesn't even have to. Doesn't even have to really say much because I'm I'm Sean. What's his name? And she's in. <laughs> she's like jumps to. In the rest of the movie, he's trying to break up with her. He's like, "I cannot." go through this existence with you getting a haircut every three days. <laughs> Vartane out. Um, <laughs> look, you're in the movie. You've been inserted to the running time of birth. What shape does your performance take? I'm the despondent minister at the end that officiates the wedding. And then I'm looking at the scene and I'm trying to make it about myself. You know, I'm like, it's something I did. Like, I didn't even talk that much during the thing, but I'm still trying to be everybody focus on me. I'm like, is it, did I say the things wrong did i did i misorder something what you know and everybody's like no she had you understand man she had like a little kid come into her life pretend to be her ex-husband she's like mentally just fucked up right now i was like but still i i feel like it wasn't my best performance i think it maybe actually more has something to do with me this is worse than the anakin padme wedding i officiated it's like i like this is this is a. This has never happened to me before. So he's just distraught, making it about himself. What do you think? I like good it. one, good yeah. character. Yeah, thank you. And the band members are like, well, it's, it's not as bad as the rehearsal. Nobody would chase somebody with a piano. I am a classmate of Sean's, who is furious with him, with this ruse, because okay. I am actually the reincarnated Gus Grissom, the astronaut. Oh so, no! So I'm watching him pull this fucking con, and I'm aghast because i'll be there and, and it, it doesn't get it doesn't creep its way into my life a ton but every once in a while i'll suddenly start shouting that i'm it's i'm burning up and you know i'll be in the urinal oh the faulty equipment it's all flammable and the door doesn't open right and, and, and screaming and really pissed off about my lot in death nobody believes me of course they're like well you right. just you probably just watch the right stuff you're not really gus grissom and so i gotta that's my cross to bear but it infuriates me to no end to see this little bastard. Yeah, he's like a fraud. Pretending he's Sean. Read a yeah. couple of Victoria's Secret letters, or whatever you call it, penthouse letters. Mm-hmm. Got his shit all worked out, and now he's mad limbing his way into somebody's life. I wonder why 10 years old. Like, wonder why they didn't make it, like, more, like, him a Younger. little older. Seems like, oh. <laughs> seems like it would have worked with, like, a like a 16-year-old or something. I think he wanted it. to be taboo. You think that's why he did it? Yeah. Well, we did it. <laughs> I think they should have done a look who's talking type of style thing where it's a baby with the celebrity voice saying, I'm your husband. Let's bang. But then no one heard the baby. And you don't. And, and the audience heard the called? baby, right? Look yeah, but what's talking? the audience? What's the look who's talking? Yeah, they, they never, you never heard. It was Bruce Willis's voice, wasn't it? Oh, oh my God. Bruce Willis in there. And didn't they? Then they did a sequel and it was three voices, right? Yeah, like Whoopi Goldberg, maybe. Who of, else? Uh, legendary jazz musician Duke Ellington. 
Who was it? Look who's talking. And isn't it, remember Travolta was in the, those movies? It was Gutenberg dancing and, and um. No, no, that's who. That's the baby one. Three Men and a Baby. That's right. Look who's talking. Amy Heckerling directed that movie. They should have combined those two movies. Which one? Look who's talking and she's having a baby, or Three Men and a Baby. Three Men yeah. and a Look Who's Talking. Man, Travolta was so good for a while. I like how you you're you're looking at Look Who's Talking and then you say that. Look who's talking now was the last one. As long as Rosie O'Donnell doesn't factor in, we're okay. Uh, no, I was wrong. It was Diane Keaton. And That's Baby Diane, Boom. And uh, Danny DeVito were the other voices, it looks like. Maybe Bruce didn't come back for this one. Oh, my God, Bruce didn't come back. Who is in the first one? What do you mean, Bruce? Who else? Travolta, Kirstie Alley, Ugh. George Se- Seagal, Olympia Dukakis, Twink Kaplan. But wasn't Diane Keaton in Baby Boom as well? But that's not Baby Boom is about a like a career. I think it's a woman trying to juggle a career with a, having a baby. It's she, not I think a, she gets accidentally ex- pregnant. I thought it's explosive. What does that mean? I thought the child is explosive. That's extra. <laughs> Guess who's unexpectedly and look who's talking to. T O O by the way. Um, James Earl Jones. First of all, Roseanne Barr is in it. Yikes. So you remember that? No, Elias Cotius is in it. <laughs> <laughs> they got him. We need to make this a wickedly intense sequel. Let's get Elias in there. Amy Heckerling directed both of those movies. Did she direct the third one? I bet she didn't. The third one's called Look Who's Tobin, right? <laughs> Where were we? Um, it, you look. You have to create a business associated with uh, birth. Do you remember that? What's that? That that. That thing, the Birch Box. Do you remember this? I think it's like a company. You ever, you know how those people do like subscription boxes, and they'll send you like a themed box of something. Yeah. You like, I think Birch Box is like makeup or something, something like that. I would do a birth box, and it would just be a subscription service. You get merch from birth. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You get every month. You get a, a whole birth box. Wow. You know, tall candles. You know, maybe a personal letter. What else is in this movie? A tiny condom. Oh. We should have done sharks. <laughs> Happy that no one listens to our show. Oh my God, what else could be in there? But a subscription service, you know. And probably at the, after this many years, it's been 2004. We might be running out of ideas. I doubt it. For what to stuff in that? Do you? Do they just still do subscription boxes? You know what I'm talking about, right? Oh, they're they're embarrassing. All the ads. They, they're, they seem they seem like there used to be like a big thing, and now. I think the pandemic may have thrown big. a monkey wrench into it or something, maybe. Right. Loot crate, yeah. right? Or something. Loot crate, yeah. Is that is it still around? Loot box, whatever it's called. Loot There's crate. one called like that... Bestoke Post, right? Or Bestoke something. Oh, geek subscription box for gamers and nerds. Oh. Because wow. there's nothing better than being given something you didn't ask for every month. A surprise every month, man. Because people that are into geeky stuff are very particular about what they're geeky about. Because you like, you know, one piece doesn't mean you're going to take, a, you know, a piece of swag from the terminal man, the terminal list. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing, though. People like to be surprised. They, I mean, there's no way that anytime you open that thing, it's, it's just completely disappointing. But I bet it's exciting when it shows up and you can't wait to see what's in it. And then every time you open it, it's a piece of shit here. This sucks. I hate this T-shirt doesn't fit. This is a really shitty mug I, it's of... Uh, of carnage it's just like 
it's this is terrible, but every month you're like, get excited that might be good again. And that's the kind of experience we're hoping people, to do. Some at people Box. like to be surprised, but not everybody. I think a lot of people like couple, a mystery. A couple of Islanders on uh, Boxing Day probably didn't want to get surprised. You know? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't like. I don't like people assuming I'm a fan of something. It's very particular. Well, if I got a piece of Stranger Things memorabilia, I'd shit my pants and throw it into the sea. I got to solve for you. You don't have to sign up for the subscription service <laughs> because if you do. I think that they might assume you're interested in their shit, you know? They probably have you fill out a question. It's amazing. You paid thirty nine ninety nine for a box show to your house. Like, what is this shit? How dare they send this to me? Uh, I bet you yeah, there's you a ch- ordered it. I'm sure there's like a, a selection. You could you could check certain boxes that I, like I'm allergic mm-hmm. to. Because like when I was on, I did that. Um, that was that cooking service where you get the food every. Not Hello Fresh. It was the other one, mm-hmm. Loot Crate. No, what's it called? It's like. Hungry fate? What's it? What's it called? Like secret meal? Tur- I don't know tur- about it. Turd. I you know it's someone come to your house and like a little tchotchke on top of your TV. There's like they get in close and it's like a model Danny Houston spanking a child over and over again. They like look at you weird. What is this? You're like hey, I got birth box. That's the that's February. <laughs> <laughs> is it a wind up? Yep. I would defriend in real life somebody who got me one of those subscriptions. <laughs> I would, man. It would be the end. I was It'd thinking be- about it. I, you know, I have, I have. And this is you. You turned your birthday uh, happened a couple months ago. I have two gifts for you. At Today the house is for, right now. today's birthday, and I'm gonna get three. And then when I have the third gift, I'm gonna give it to you. I have two right now. Home Chef. I, I did Home Chef, and at the beginning, you fill out a questionnaire. Right. Yeah. yeah. I'm allergic to you know moths, <laughs> so don't send me any moth related food. Sure. Yeah. So of maybe these little things like, oh, look, I cannot stand anime. So don't send me in that nonsense. So maybe, hopefully, those things. So, but I like birth birth box. I think that's cool. So we'll not get you a subscription box, and that's okay. That's okay. Those are expensive. Go ahead. What's your uh, business? Um, so I have an escape womb. <laughs> and, <laughs> and you, you're basically your own little cami bright, your own little cami B. Oh man. Then you're in a series of tubes and tunnels, pulsating, wet, membranous. You hear muffled voices out beyond, and you got to find a way out. You got to dig your way out. You could be following the sound of your mom to the open place. Is that what, is that what babies do? They dig themselves out. So what happens? <laughs> the good ones do. You, you hear a, a female voice you're like, "God, I hope it's my my future mother, and not some woman who I'm going to try to, you know, hand job when I get out." <laughs> but yeah, it's a. It's an escape room. You get out. Or you Have don't. you ever done an escape room? You no, talk about I'm actually lot. mulling it right now. Maybe we should do one together. There's a, there's this new one I was reading about where you go into the woods. There's one that's there's like the that's very elaborate. Go into the woods is not called an escape room, then, is it? It's an escape something or other. And there's a whole storyline associated with it. Are you sure it's legit? Yeah, I'll look it up at some point. Let's go. Let's do the let's do this woods escape room thing. And we could, you could choose a science fiction, you could choose a horror, you could choose a thriller. Like there's different styles, and they also have a degree that a degree of how hands on it is. Look, you you know you watch this movie, it seeps through you. It's hard not to let it kind of take over a piece of your own life. You let it influence how you look at things, help you with a mindset, a mantra, a ritual. What what does this do? Good question. Kind of running out. Mine's pretty hmm. simple. Whenever I run into a ten year old. I assume it's not a fresh boy. I'm skeptical of every 10-year-old I see. Fair enough. 
So I'll, I'll ask a few leading questions. Are you a grown man in there? Have you pubed out? Are you dead and alive? Have you been built twice? I'll ask a bunch of That's, leading questions, you know, like, who was president when you died? Reasonable. Yeah. Some of those are reasonable. Mm-hmm. I mean, Stormare at one point comes in with, a, like, a very flat hello. I wrote that down. He's like, hello. <laughs> but that's right. I think it's hard to incorporate that. There's a way that Levine pops his head out of the doorway, like, you know, to assess the situation in the hallway when someone's going to confront him about the damage his son's doing to a widow. Mm-hmm. The kind of look that his whole vibe that he gives when he kind of pops his cute little Levine visage, kind of like just almost like three quarters out the door, but leaves his whole rest of his body in there. I kind of butt towards the piano. You know, that's kind of his home base in a way. I could greet strangers like that. Or maybe I'll just do what Cameron Brake does in this movie when confronted with the with the question of the housekeeper. Want some juice? And he just says a very mature apple. What do you think? Just like, that's a very mature way to, to ask for juice. I got no answers for this I, one. I think it's presumptuous, you know? though, in the movie. They, they Well, rich people are going to have every juice, right? You don't think so? You think... Do you think apple's the most mature juice to ask for, or it, it's not as or grape or grapefruit? What I think no, the most the most mature would be prune. <laughs> That's true. But That's true. But, What's the coolest one to ask for? OJ Simpson. Or Newton. Juice. Juice Newton. <laughs> <laughs> OJ's not cool. Juice is. He's juice like, Newton. He's like, why don't you just run a cup along your sweaty bosom, if you know what I'm saying? I'll juice out. But Jesus. I don't, I, I don't think he should assume they have apple juice. He does, though. Apple juice is a a dog piss of a drink unless it's the right kind. Do you know that Juice Newton's still around? She's 70. Is she playing with the Queen still of Hearts? Playing. Is that her song? Yeah. Her, her husband's name is Tom Goodspeed. Anyway, Juice Newton, that's one of the best names of all time. It's not her real name. Man. Newton's not her real name? No, her, name is, her full name is Sweetened Liquid. What if Juice was her first name, but she changed her last name? That was the joke I was trying to get through. <laughs> what if you named your kid Juice? <laughs> Juice Donaldson didn't roll off the tongue, so they're like the hospital. You're like, yeah, her name's Juice. No, I'm sorry, I misheard. You said Ju, Julie, Judith, Juice, Juice. It's named after um, what came out of her father. Fuck. <laughs> What's her real fucking name? I need to know. What's Judith? Judith. Oh, is it really? I don't. Judith want. K. Newton. Her nickname is Juice. Thank you. And she, they got that name because she's an aficionado of juice. <laughs> Liked it so much it stuck. Likes the juice. And then people start, man, she drinks a lot of juice. Let's start calling her juice. Like She squeezes things until stuff comes out. Let's call her Juice Newton. Angel of the Morning is her song, too. I didn't know that. Is that her? Yeah. It's a big one. You sure that's her? Angel of the Morning, right? Really? Yeah, and the sweetest thing I've ever known. That's another good song. No, it's not. Re- she sang it, I guess, but she Hers is the it. famous version of it. Well, the second most famous. David Boreanaz' cover was the most popular. That was interesting, that song. They edited it because it used to be, uh, she used to sing, Don't call me Angel. What did she say? What is it? How's it go? You were on it. Don't call me Angel in the morning. Call me Juice throughout the day. <laughs> Put up Stop your cup me before juice. you leave. <laughs> don't, don't call me Angel in the morning. It's Juice. <laughs> you I fucking don't. idiot. Got a lot of top 40 play, though, somehow. I think it's Just Call Me Angel, right? Is it, Am I wrong? It's a screw of the whole joke. Just call me. I, I don't know. Let's Let's see. How's the, what's the lyrics? Just call me Angel of the Morning, baby. I think it's Angel of the Save Morning. Save my ass before Buffy comes. 
baby. I screwed up every that joke. I screwed up so much. It's Angel of the Morning. Just call me Angel of the Morning. Damn it! Cut it all out. It's still funny though to to have her proclaim that her name's Juice, not Angel. <laughs> just call me Juice of the Morning. I just it's so it's so bad. Everything I was, all the setup was wrong. God damn it! And uh, she had two unsuccessful attempts to recapture that success with Warlock of the Afternoon and Heat Golem of the Midnight, which is it's just a ridiculous, doesn't flow. <laughs> Written by Chip Taylor. Nick, what's he doing? How is this COVID? He's still killing it. He's out there 82 years young. You remember me? I'm, I wrote Juice Newton's hit, Angel of the Morning. Newly uh, talked about on the Movie Microscope podcast that I love to listen to with my wife, Henrietta. Taylor. He was very successful at, but unhappily addicted to gambling. She had a side gig as a rocker called Douche Newton. Very strange. Her favorite film is Trouble with the Curve. (laughs) What? Start sending those stickers out, or (laughs) when's that happening? Before before anybody... Look, you're on an island. You've been here all these many years, gathering debris from various films, and now it's time to take something from birth. I'm taking... Well, first of all, we got beaches on our islands. I'm taking that beach grief. 100% (laughs) taking beach grief. I would love to lose it amongst the crashing waves... And just just be inconsolable and just drop to my knees, you know, get sand all up in, you know, just like everywhere, just crying. Just get it out. It's good to get it out sometimes. It's good to cry it out. Yeah. And just, you know, just this heart-wrenching grief. Let's get that out every once in a while on the island. Put that, specifically on the beach. Specifically on the beach. You put that beach grief in your birth box. You got some grief cargo. But this is my trick. Like it's beach grief, right? So I'll look just how messy I am. Just and I'm just I just I'm just racked with sounds. As soon as I step over from beach off the beach, it grief. turns off immediately. No more grief, grief. gone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if I slip back onto the beach, dip a toe there, it's immediately waterworks. Yeah, Got beach grief. Kidman can't even on me. She I wishes. Think, I think it'd be funny if um, he misunderstands 100, percent and he's like, "I'm so sorry that you had to settle for me, and that our marriage." will always be frayed with doubt and despair and that by consummating this relationship you feel torn apart and racked with grief. She's like, no, I just stepped on a jellyfish. <laughs> you know, we didn't make the joke about her last name, Kidman. We didn't, but you actually made the joke and we name each other on these these Zoom calls or this on these video calls and you actually have Nicole's kid equals man. You actually made the joke there. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to think we passed it. Anybody think we passed up that gem? Yours is pretty good too. What is it? Total Bacall. Yeah, right. So I, um, uh, in the very dead center where north meets south and east meets west, perfectly mm-hmm. measured. Luckily, it's a bald spot on the island, right there, pinpoint. I got that birth tub right in the middle, right there, perfect. Oh wow! Yeah, nice. What a get! Yeah, it's there. It is uh, attached to some bamboo plumbing to God knows when. And uh, I can be seen, at times, frolicking in there, pantomiming a nice cleansing, you know. And then sometimes you'll see, just like my butt, kind of sticking out over the edge, getting some sun. And then if you were to wander up and look at me, you'd be blown away how cute it is. I've got my eye pressed up against the drain. I'm looking down into the depths. I'm mm-hmm. trying to spot what's down there. It's so cute. I'm, it's almost like a periscope. I'm staring up in. 
I like it. And then I will r- roll around onto my back and chill out, put my arms behind my head and just absorb the sun, enjoy the my relationship with the birth tub, and also know that when I sit up and, and look around, I am exactly the same amount of paces to whatever beach I need. Sure, of course. It's like a little bit of a safety zone for you. I mean, I'm exposed to the elements, and it's a slippery tub. I'm, I wouldn't say it's the best, you know? Right, but there's something about it that's comforting to you. 100%. I love mm-hmm. it, and I know what's happened in it. Do you hear me crying? Can you hear that? Is it bounce around in the porcelain of that bathtub or whatever? The, do you hear <laughs> my, my, shattered, my shattered soul bouncing you, around in you're there the, when you're, you're trying beach? to relax? You know what? That's only feeding me, man. I hear your grief. I hear your... Yeah, I'm, I, and actually, I try to I cover my ears. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to get there. I just yeah. want to be a part of the magic that's happened in that room, in that building, in that tub. I don't want to see you hurting. So I have a clothesline, with, with, uh, and I will squeak. I will attach a, a, a handful of tissues to a clothespin and squeak that thing right across the water to your, to your beach for you to dry them crying eyes. I appreciate that. That's a very kind gesture. Thank you. Are they little effigies, those tissues, little effigies to uh, Casey Affleck in uh, that movie we watched? Ghost Story? Mm-hmm. No. Are you sending me him? Are you sending me his character? No. Or are they I tissues? I didn't, did or I take his him? Because I mistook what you're doing as his character and it makes me cry harder. Because of his, he's a grieving character. Oh, you ain't got, well, nothing, you ain't got nothing on him. He's playing the serious game. I'm, sh- I'm shouting you, please stop sending me little makeshift effigies of Casey Affleck and Ghost Story, please. And you're trying to say, they're tissues. They're tissues. I mean, I have screen, you know, we did screen print Cameron Bright's face on them. We, we had, the, you know, they'd already done the screens for some other items. Was there a lot of, you're doing a lot of screen printing of his face on things. And you're, <laughs> is there some kind of deal? Yeah, you walk in there like Cameron Bright. Yeah, we'll do this for free. Anything you want. It's actually one of the defaults at Four Imprint. Anyway, all right. Well, Cameron Bright, God bless you, sir. I hope he gets back to acting soon. Is he? Is he still? He's not acting, right? Like he's just NFT. He's acting like NFTs are gonna last. <laughs> it's so funny. Right. Like he's into crypto, and his character Sh- Sean was in the crypto, right? You know. <laughs> <laughs> You
the only way to go. 